0: I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcasts, in particular, The Amazing World of Radio. Right now, we're going through the great series starring Ilona Massey, Top Secret. It's espionage uh, adventure all summer long. Check it out at amazing.greatdetectives.net, voted on by our Patreon supporters. And you can also dip into all the other series we've done, including our Jack Webb uh, c- uh, celebration and Kirk uh, Douglas Celebration, as well as our previous uh, f- uh, listener-voted series, uh, The uh, Summer of Angela Lansbury, Summer of Humphrey Bogart, and Great Movies Over Radio. A uh, whole lot of uh, interesting programs available. Check it out at amazing.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Airmail Mystery and we're going to be playing for you part uh, 5 and part 6.
1: Here is a mystery that will keep you guessing. Trans-American Airlines have lost three of their very latest high-speed airmail planes under very mysterious circumstances. In each case, the pilot, flying over very dangerous country, reported motor trouble and was forced to save his life with his parachute. Upon locating the wreckage, airline and postal authorities discovered a very valuable shipment of bonds and securities to be missing. The Department of Justice has assigned Miss Irene Delroy cover girl operative, and her assistant Fitzgerald to the case. The mysterious crashes have also attracted the attention of Jimmy Gifford, roving newspaper reporter, an old friend of Miss Delroy. The finger of suspicion seems to point to Andy Andrews, the cracked pilot of Trans-American lines who was piloting each ship. Ernest Powers, general manager of Trans-American, has ordered the westbound passenger ship to land at Salt Flats, an emergency landing field so that Miss Delroy, Fitzgerald and Gifford, can investigate the passengers, one of whom they believe to be implicated in the robbery. The special plane bearing the trio is just landing at Salt Flats.
2: Hey, he's coming in pretty high, if you ask me. Oh,
3: Don't worry about that, Fitz. You'll have enough to worry about when you get on the ground. Oh, uh, can you see the westbound plane down there, Mr. Delroy?
4: Yes, right over the hangar. Oh, I hope
3: this pilot knows the field. It don't look none too good. Stop worrying, Fitz. He's leveling off now. Oh.
2: There, yeah, three
3: points, clean as a
5: whistle.
2: <sighs> I'm glad that turned out all right. Don't forget,
3: Sergeant. They say any landing you can walk away from is a good one. You're telling me?
2: Hey, I knew a guy in France once during the war. I'm that...
4: afraid we won't have time for that, sis. No, ma'am. We've a lot to do when we taxi over to that ship. Did you get the description from the radio man back at the airport?
2: You mean the guy what gassed him and looted the filing cabinet? Yes, sis. Sure, I got it. We can't miss him got a scar over his left eye, dark complexion, a little guy, swarthy. He'll be easy to spot. Do
3: you think the man we're after had a hand in those crashes, Irene?
4: I don't know, Jimmy, but I do know we're not going to overlook any evidence.
2: Well, I should say not. You know, that guy had a reason for looting them filing cases, even if he did only take the air company's operations schedule.
4: Did it ever occur to you that he might have taken something else, Tiff? To...
2: Well, powers told us that there was were...
4: Powers might not have told all the truth. What are you getting at? I'll explain later. Here we are at the hangar.
2: Yeah, and there's a the passenger plane waiting for us over there, see? Open the door, Gifford. Right, Sergeant.
3: Say, who's this fellow running over this way?
2: Uh, it's probably the airport manager. You want to call this patch of rough ground an airport?
4: go, <laughs> right. Yes?
2: I'm Lars, the Salt Flats radio operator. We've been holding 610 for you.
4: Good. Any of the passengers objecting? <laughs>
2: all of them, ma'am. They have been howling their heads off, going to sue the company and everything.
4: They don't realize how serious this matter is. Have you allowed anyone to leave the ship?
2: No, ma'am. Mr. Powers was very emphatic about that. We had a lot of trouble with one of them. He insisted on getting off. Said we had no right to hold him.
4: What does he look like?
2: A little dark shrimp. Got a nasty scar over his eye. Black hair. He insisted we had no right to hold the ship. Oh, yeah? Oh, we'll see about that. Where is he? Not
4: so fast, Sergeant. How many passengers on the westbound, Lawrence?
2: Eight, ma'am. We're carrying a light payload tonight.
4: Any other dark-competited men aboard?
2: Only three men aboard, ma'am. Five women passengers heading for a convention of women's clubs somewhere. Oh. <laughs> They're plenty hot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't doubt it. What do the other two men look like?
2: They're both big men. A fighter, kid something or other, and his manager... We're six feet, I'd say. Probably some fighter and his
3: stooge getting together for a setup somewhere. They won't be your men, Irene.
2: No, ma'am. But the little guy answers to the description. He's the guy we're after as sure as shooting.
4: May we use your radio room for a few minutes, Mr. Lawrence?
2: Sure, ma'am. It's kind of messed up. I live out here by myself most of the time. Oh, it'll
4: be all right, I'm sure. Fitz. Yes, ma'am. You go with this gentleman and get the suspect.
3: Yes, ma'am. Need any help, sergeant? For what? Sorry, Sergeant. I must have had someone else in mind.
4: <laughs> you shouldn't tease Fitz that way, Jimmy. He's really quite capable. Let's walk over to the shack.
3: You think this fellow will turn out to be the guy that stole the Trans-American operation scheduled?
4: He certainly answers the description.
3: Well, how about the pilot, Andrews?
4: Oh, he couldn't have had a hand in it, Jimmy. He was with us.
3: Yeah, that's right. But well, then maybe he... And the uh...
4: only thing I'm hoping right now is that Andrews gets the eastbound mail plane through okay. Why? I haven't told anyone but you, Jimmy that Andrews was carrying $60,000 in his mail shipment tonight.
3: Gee, that's right. Boy, it'd be tough to lose that.
4: Oh, I'm just hoping you'll get through all right. It's a terrible risk, Jimmy, but I had to do it. Why? Well, to draw the criminal out into the open. That shipment was made with the greatest secrecy. You and Fitz and I were the only ones beside the bank officials to know about it.
3: You figure if there's an attempt to steal it, it'll give you a more definite line on the criminal.
4: I'd rather see it get through safely, but if it is taken, you can rest assured it'll eliminate a lot of things that are worrying me now. Here's the house. We'll go on in. Well,
3: not a bad little place to live. But I hate to be stuck out here in one of these radio shacks.
4: Rather lonely life, I'd imagine.
3: Just the place for a fellow who's been unlucky in love to come and forget. You know, I'll be taking one of these jobs unless you break down and agree to marry me.
4: <laughs> there you go <laughs> proposing again, Jimmy. You'll catch me off my guard one of these days. Come <laughs> well, don't
2: waste any time and don't give me none of your back talk either. We want to ask you some questions and you're going to answer them. Uh... Here he is, Miss Delroy.
5: So, you're the dame that's responsible for me being taken off of that ship.
2: I'll have you know. You known... won't have us know nothing. One more yap out of you, and I'm going to push this fist on your throat. Nice work, Sergeant.
4: You were detained by a Department of Justice orders. What's your name?
5: Pirelli. Joe Pirelli.
4: What do you do, Mr. Pirelli?
2: What's it to you? Want me to pop him, ma'am? Now,
4: that won't be necessary, Sergeant. Mr. Pirelli is an intelligent man. This is serious business, Mr. Pirelli. Unless you answer my questions, I'll have to order your arrest on a charge of grand theft.
5: Well, what do you want to know? What
4: is your business?
5: I work for the Kelly Glass Company. We make beer bottles.
4: What were you doing in the operations office of this airline tonight?
5: What offices? Listen,
4: Mr. Pirelli. We have the testimony of the radio operator back at Metropolitan Airport that you were seen in the general offices of that company tonight, shortly before the ship took off. That's a lie! We won't discuss that. But I'm inclined to believe that it might be the truth you'll be more willing to answer our questions.
5: I'm answering your questions. I wasn't in no office. What
4: time did you arrive at the airport tonight? 10.30. And the westbound left at 11.10, right, Jimmy?
5: That's right, Irene. Well, what are it?
4: What were you doing between 10.30 and
5: 11.10? Nothing much. Went over to the lunch stand and got a sandwich. And then? Oh, just sat around waiting, that's all. There's nothing wrong in that. Ah, listen. I've stood enough of you. I've got an important call to make in the city tomorrow. I'm not going to miss it, see?
4: You'll miss more than one appointment unless we can get a satisfactory story from you. Where did Fitz go?
5: Back to the ship for
3: something.
4: Get in for me, will you, Jimmy? Sure.
3: Oh, here he comes now, with a suitcase.
4: Oh, yes. Find anything, tip
5: yeah, Nothing much. Hey, this
2: suitcase belong to you, Perelli. Sure.
5: My name is on the claim, Chad.
2: Pretty nice suitcase, ain't it? Oh,
5: what do you mean by that?
2: I don't believe I ever saw one just like it. Uh, how do you open it, Pirelli? Oh, what business is that of yours? Oh, nothing especially. I'd just like to see what's inside, that's all.
5: Well, you've no search warrant to give you that
2: authority. We don't need no warrant, see. When we want to open your suitcase, we'll open it.
5: There's nothing in that suitcase that will interest you.
2: Oh, no? Listen, Pirelli, I opened that bag out at the ship. I found out that your name is Morgan and not Pirelli. And what's more, I found these in the lining.
4: What's in those envelopes, sis?
2: The operation schedule. The operation schedule? Yeah, the same ones this guy stole from the Trans-American office. Oh, that's a lie.
5: I don't know nothing about them papers. Let
4: me see those papers, sis.
5: Yes, ma'am. Here they are, ma'am.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, The schedule's all right. What were you doing with these papers, Pirelli? His
2: name's Morgan, ma'am. It's all over his clothing. I found his bank book, too. That
4: makes no difference right now, Sergeant. I want to know what you intended to do with these schedules.
5: I told you I don't know nothing about them. Oh, yeah? Well, how come I find them hid in the lining of your suitcase? If they were there, I didn't know anything about it. Listen, Morgan. You're in this thing up to your ears. We got a description of
2: you as the guy we're after, and you're telling us all you know about this mess, or...
4: Sergeant, I... look here.
2: What is it, ma'am?
4: This route map that I found in the schedule. Look.
2: It's marked in red pencil there, ain't it?
4: Yes, but do you know where that cross is located? No, ma'am. Look. This red cross is right on the route Andrews is flying east at this very moment, right over Devil's Canyon. What? What's more, look at this notation.
2: Hmm says 6.55 will be over the canyon at 11 p.m. Quick!
4: What time is it, Jimmy? We've got to save Andrews. Get him to turn back before it's too late.
2: It's 11 now, Irene.
4: Get Lawrence, the field man, here quick. We've got to try to reach Andrews by radio. Get him to turn back.
2: Hurry! Yeah, he's just outside. I'll get him.
3: You think that someone knew about the money shipment in Andrews' plane tonight? I there's no doubt
2: about it. Oh, I do wish Fitz would hurry.
3: Oh, he and Lawrence are come coming on, now. Lawrence.
2: Come on, Come on, Hurry. Miss Delroy wants you to get Andrews right away. Uh, our next schedule isn't 11 11.10, ma'am.
4: We can't wait for schedule. Break in right now. Stop all traffic. It may mean saving his life.
2: Yes, ma'am. I'll see if I can get him right now. Salt Flats calling Andrews in 655. Salt Flats to Andrews in 655. Go ahead. Andrews to Salt flat. 655 to Salt flat. Go ahead.
4: We may be in time yet. Tell him to turn right back. Tell him to land at the nearest emergency field.
2: Salt Flats to Andrews. Mr. Delroy says turn back to the nearest emergency field. It's urgent. Go ahead. Andrews, to all flat. Everything working fine. Tell Miss Delroy I'm going on through. Go ahead.
4: Tell him he can't do that. Tell him it means his life.
2: Yes, ma'am. Salt so flat to Andrews. Miss Delroy says turn back regardless. It's a matter of life and death. Turn back and land. Go ahead. Andrews, to all flat. Okay. i turning back. Tell Miss Delroy. Go on. What's the matter? Salt flat to Andrews! What's wrong, Andy? Go ahead. My motor's just tapped. I have plenty of altitude. I'll try to turn it down in the
1: canyon. Think I can make it okay. Fast, fast. Fast, I
2: can see. T- He's gone again. Try to get
5: him back. Go on, hurry.
2: Salt so, flat. to Andrews. What's the matter, Andy? Go ahead. Salt Flats calling Andrews in 6.55. Salt Flats to Andrews in 6.55. Go ahead. Salt Flats to Andrews. Go ahead. I can't get him, ma'am. Not a word out of him.
4: Do you think he might be out of range of your transmitter? Not
2: likely, ma'am. Might be skipped distance, though. Want me to try him through Metrofallible?
4: I doubt if you'll be able to reach him, but you might try.
2: I'll try to get him through Metro. Salt flat, to Metro. Salt Flats to Metro. Go ahead. Metro to Salt Flats. Go ahead. Salt flat. We're trying to raise Andy in 655. We're afraid he's in trouble. Try to get him from there, will you? Go ahead. Like we've lost another ship and maybe a pilot. Fitz is probably right, Irene. About all we can do is
3: hope that Andrews sets that plane down on the floor of the canyon okay.
2: That's all for Andrews. That's all. No use, wrong You
4: won't answer.
2: It's no use, Miss Delroy.
4: Well, there's only one thing to do. That is to get to the canyon as quickly as we can. Andrews may need help. Fitz, did you turn Pirelli over to the airport police?
2: Yeah. I told him to book him on suspicion not let anyone near him. Not even a lawyer. Good.
4: Tell our pilot to get the ship warmed up, Jimmy. We're leaving for Devil's Canyon right away. I'll tell him. Tell him that we may need some parachute players, too. I'll
3: tell him right away, Irene.
4: Lawrence, tell Metro we're flying to the spot where Andrews was last heard. Keep in touch with us and we'll relay orders through your station.
2: Yes, ma'am, but it's pretty risky business flying to the canyon tonight, ma'am.
4: Andrews' life may be at stake. It's not a question of risk, but a question of rights.
2: Yes, ma'am. Take it easy. Don't take any chances. I'll keep you posted on the weather.
4: We'll be at the canyon in an hour. Radio Metro that we're leaving. Come, Fitz. Yes, ma'am. Hurry, Fitz. They're warming the ship up. I'm
2: coming, ma'am. I don't like the idea.
4: Open the door, Jimmy. All right, Fitz. Climb up on the pilot. Yes, ma'am. Tell them to cut to the left of Guadalupe Peak. We're missing the beacons, but we're taking the short cut. All set, Jimmy? Right. All set, please?
2: Yes, ma'am. Fifty-five minutes. Yeah, we're almost there, ma'am. There's a the beacon on Sentinel Hill, straight ahead.
4: Tell the pilot to nose down and drop a flare. Fitz.
2: Yes, ma'am. Here goes the first flare, ma'am. It's on my side, Irene. Over here.
4: Look, we're over the canyon, all right. This. Yes, ma'am. Ask the pilot if he thinks he can land in the canyon.
2: Yeah. Miss Delroy wants to know if you think you can land in the canyon. Huh? Yeah. Well, he says it's pretty risky business. He'll try it, though, if you want him to.
4: Tell him to go ahead and try to land. Tighten your safety belt, Jimmy.
2: Wow, won't I have
3: a
4: story if
2: we pull through this? Say, he's diving it.
4: Drop another flare, Bibbs.
2: Yes, ma'am. There she goes.
4: We're down in the canyon now, Jimmy. Look, there's a clearing. Get ahead.
2: Yeah, we're going to try for that clearing, ma'am.
4: I think I see Andrew's ship down there. Where, Jimmy? Right over there, to the left of the flare. Look. It looks like the ship, all right. And it's not wrecked. How are we coming, Fitz?
2: Okay, ma'am, so far. We're clear of those rocks back there. Hold it. He's leveling off.
3: We made it. We're down. (sighs) Boy. That
4: was one of the biggest thrills of my life, Jimmy.
3: Who says these trans-American pilots don't know their stuff?
4: We've got to get to that ship as soon as possible. Hurry, Fitz. Yes, ma'am. I have a feeling that all isn't as it should be back there. Come on, Jimmy. We'll need you, too. Okay. It's just around this bend.
2: Look, there's the ship. It isn't hurt. Not even the landing gear bent. <laughs> that's let's look. Come on.
4: Just a second, bit. Wait.
2: Oh, what's wrong, ma'am?
4: Do you see Andrews anywhere about?
2: Uh, no, ma'am.
4: What's that's puzzling me? If Andrews set the ship down as safely as he did, he should be somewhere around. He wouldn't go away and leave the mail.
2: That's right,
4: ma'am. I think it'd be better if we moved up rather cautiously. Maybe a trap of some sort. Do you want to take any chances?
2: Yes, ma'am. I'll go ahead.
3: I have a hunch that something's wrong, Irene. I don't know why, but I have.
4: I feel the same way about it, Jimmy. Let's follow Fitz.
3: I'm glad I brought a gun. Didn't have much chance to use it, though, with all these rocks around here.
4: Fitz is walking up to the ship now. Andrews mustn't be about. Come on.
3: Andrews did a sweet job of landing this... Plane with a dead motor. Hmm. I'll have to take the ship out here on a truck and never be able to take off out of this canyon. It's not humanly possible.
4: Right, Jimmy. See anything, fit No, ma'am, not yet.
2: Baggage compartment's open.
4: The baggage compartment?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and the mail compartment's open too, ma'am. <laughs> Lock's broken. Well, there's mail all over the ground over here. Look.
4: Hmm. See if Andrews' bag is in the baggage compartment.
2: His traveling bag, ma'am? Yes. Uh, well, no, ma'am, it ain't. There's nothing here. Oh. Just what I thought. Andrews was
3: implicated in this, if he wasn't the actual leader of the gang. He set the ship down here, took the money shipment,
2: and skipped out. Uh, you're wrong this time, Gifford. Look at this. What is it? What does it look like? Blood. That's right, blood. There's been a fight of some kind here. It's... What, ma'am?
4: That blood is coming from directly under the cockpit. I wonder.
2: All right, look, ma'am. Uh, give me a hand up, to Gifford. Right, sergeant. Here you go. Up. Uh, yeah, that's enough, Gifford. Let me down. Is it? Yes, ma'am. It's Andrews. He slumped forward in a seat. Well, let's get him out quick. I'll give you a hand, sergeant. No use, Gifford. He's dead. Dead. But this isn't a crash. I don't see Looks how he. It's like couldn't... our robbery case has turned into a murder, Miss Delroy.
4: I was afraid of that Fitz. Is it very bad?
2: Pretty bad, ma'am. Andrews is shot through the head.
4: Oh! You're sure he's.
2: Nothing we can do, ma'am.
4: Somehow I hold myself to blame for this fit. I shouldn't have you let him. You did all you
2: could, ma'am. You radioed him to turn back. He didn't listen.
4: Oh, I shouldn't have allowed him to take that money shipment out on the run tonight. This is the last straw. We're working day and night until we solve this case. If they wreck the mail lines, they may start on the passenger ship. It's our duty, fits to stop any further developments. Well, let's get busy.
2: Yes, ma'am. What first, ma'am?
4: Take a good look at the cockpit. See if Andrew's gun is in his holster.
2: Uh, no, ma'am. It's on their floorboard.
4: Is the bullet hole in the front or in the back of his head?
2: The front, ma'am. Where between the eyes? Oh. Probably a 45.
4: Is the ignition switch off? Yes, ma'am. His safety belt. Is it unfastened? Yes, ma'am. That's all, fit.
2: What do you think, Irene?
4: It's very plain what happened, Jimmy. Andrews came in here for a landing. He set the ship down safely, cut a switch, unfastened his safety belt, and started to get out. Someone came up alongside the ship. Andrews reached for his gun... But it was too late. And then? Whoever shot him came around to this side of the ship and pried the mail compartment open. it had go the bags until he found the shipment from the bank. And then took Andrew's traveling bag out of the baggage compartment and left.
3: What did he want with Andrew's bag? Oh, there
4: are a lot of questions that remain to be answered, Jimmy.
3: Which brings us back to our original question. What is that? Why did these ships go haywire in the first place? What makes the motors stop right over this canyon?
4: That's another thing we're going to find out before we leave. We have a whole ship to examine this time, not merely a mass of wreckage.
2: You mean you. I mean to doing. have
4: that motor examined piece by piece. There's a reason why that motor stopped over this very spot, and I intend to find it.
2: You're too late, ma'am. I already found it. What? You mean you know why the motor cut out on Andrews tonight? Yeah, and I know how the job was done. Look over here, ma'am. You see this thing here?
4: Yes. What is it?
2: It's a booster magneto, ma'am. You use it to give a hot spark to start the ship. Well? Well, this one ain't really a booster mag, ma'am. Look, it's just the shell. See what I found inside?
4: A time clock.
2: Sure. See, that's how it was done. Someone who had access to this ship put this time clock in the ignition circuit. The time was set for the exact number of minutes required to take the plane out over this canyon. Then the clock clicks, the contact snaps, and the motor isn't getting any spark. Sergeant, you'd hit the nail right on the
3: head. You solved that part of the case. A time clock, eh? Mm. In the ignition circuit. Oh, what do you know about that? <laughs> What was that?
5: Look, Chris, fire! Quick! Where? Giddy, right under Chris, the ship, I see.
4: They planted a small magnesium bomb under the gas tank. It was time to go off and burn the ship before we got here, but we beat him to it.
5: We can't stop that fire, ma'am. It's spreading too quickly. Give me a hand, Gifford, so we can get Andrews out of that cockpit. Okay. okay. This ship will go up like tinder. Hurry! I may be just a flatfoot foot for you, Gifford, but I got a pretty good idea who started this fire, and I'm going to run him down.
0: Welcome back. Well, this episode definitely raises the stakes. Uh, I think that Irene's uh, reaction to the uh, murder is played pretty well. I, I think it's safe to say that as an investigator working for the federal government, investigating as aviation crashes, you just don't expect to fine corpses laying about and I think she's understandably shocked Uh, and you know still has that feeling of guilt because she allowed him to leave with a shipment that included cash on it but then she just channels that back into we've got to redouble our efforts and solve this case and I do like it. It shows a great determination and professionalism to, you know, deal with that shock and then redirect. So, uh, again, again, this uh, continues to be a very good series. Well, listen to our comments and feedback now, and we have an email from Lisa. She begins by uh, saying, TCM Watch has Pete Gelly's Blues available for Watch streaming until July ninth For those who have... A subscription with TCM, uh, Turner Classic Movies. So, uh, a couple days uh, left to enjoy that. Thanks for the tip, Lisa. I'm enjoying listening to Airmail Mystery again, and will be glad to hear the previously missing episode 10. Well, Thanks, Lisa, and that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. And David uh, writes, uh, So good to hear this again. Well, thanks, David. Glad you're enjoying listening. Now, I do want to give you a reminder that in four weeks, we'll be bringing you Dick Tracy. That will be coming to you starting August the 4th. We have two more weeks of the airmail mysteries, and then our summer vacation. All right, I want to also go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Doug, Patreon supporter since October 2016, currently supporting us at the detective sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Alright, well that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for the Man called X. Next Tuesday, another episode of the Airmail Mystery. In the meantime, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.